Wait, wait, wait. You've never seen Paid in Full. A low down dirty shame. Acrimony. It's yes. Christmas. No, I don't think I have. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Does It Hold Up? Where we watch all those black films you know and love. Oh, wait. Yeah, nobody talks about this movie. <laughs> At the end, I was like, hey, Joe. Um. <laughs> and we ask. Does it hold up? Does it hold up? So then guys, we have to ask now, does it hold up? Now, on to the show. Your picture was like frozen and it was frozen. You were frozen mid-bite on my screen. <laughs> <laughs> you had the fucking <laughs> I'm You had the burger in your fucking <laughs> mouth. Like, just it's like... Good. It's good. I, it's a good I mean, movie. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt that it's good. It looks good, but that shit. I'm was, happy for you. That shit was just hilarious, and I didn't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> You're just sitting there. Oh my god! You Wait, better eat you your black bean burger. Listen, hey, I love a I, good black bean burger. I told myself shit. I need some comfort food, but I need a comfort food that wouldn't make me depressed, aka meatless. So yeah. I got my black bean Tea. burger. I got my yeah. Lacroix. My good flavor. You truly uh, like Ras cranberry. Ras cranberry okay. is the flavor tonight. Sure. Exactly. Okay. So this is how I'm getting through this fucking Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sad though? I'm spiteful. About Valentine's? You're spiteful? <laughs> honestly, honestly, typically, typically I but typically I would be like a little uh damn, like it would be nice. But this year I'm actually not. Like mm. All of the my students got me a bunch of Valentine's Day cards and it was so oh my God. nice. That's really cute and no, unexpected, really and it kind of really made my day low key. Like people don't just buy, I don't know people don't give me things or buy me gifts or give me like presents or anything like that. So I was like, yeah. wow, like they gave me like this bag of marbles. I don't know why they thought I would want a bag of marbles, but oh. they're in fourth grade, so maybe they think everybody <laughs> wants a bag of marbles. As and you know what? They're right. I think they're correct. You know what? Hey, I don't know what I'm gonna do with it, but it was very nice. So, um, it's been a quite a long time mm-hmm. since we last recorded. A, due a to little some, bit, yeah. Just so many life conflicts and technical issues, but y'all, we are back. Okay, welcome back to Does It Hold Up. We are your hosts, and it is still Black History Month. It is Valentine's Day, obviously, because we said that uh, like 80 times already. Um, and but we, we wanted to do this episode at the beginning of Black History Month, but we didn't get a chance to because of all the issues. But I was, I'm actually like really glad that we got we get the chance to do it like now um and before it ends because i it's like i was really excited about this like idea so um before we jump into that obviously let's check in how are we how are we doing what are we watching what are we listening to um are we all keeping up with kanye west's instagram posts and the not by choice <laughs> Not by choice. Not by choice. <laughs> I've been keeping. What happened to? I know. <laughs> we lost her. 
Lyndon said, uh, yeah, gotta go. You, you're talking yeah. to Kanye West, gotta, gotta yeah, go. Lyndon, Lyndon has left the building. I'm All just right. kidding. I Lyndon do not know is, what that is. That's okay. Lyndon is back. I have, I, there is an entire... There's an entire Twitter page dedicated to all of Kanye West's beefs. It goes Taylor Swift, Nike, Kim Kardashian, his cousin, Wiz Khalifa, Jay-Z, Kid Cudi, Billie Eilish, Peppa Pig, Pete Davidson, Drake, Ray J, Justin Timberlake, Jimmy Kimmel, South Park, Dead Ma 5, Ooh. Beyonce, Bruno Mars, J. Cole, Travis Scott, Harriet Tubman, Louis Vuitton, the CEO, <laughs> the CEO of Zappos. Wait, what happened? Yeah. Evil Knievel. Wait, Zappos? Dennis Haber. Yeah, I don't know. Dennis yeah. Haber, Amber Rose, MTV, Beck, George Bush Jr., ADL, TMZ, the American Music Awards, 50 Cent, Chris Jenner, Big Sean, this, like, airplane water bottles. There's uh, so many beefs that he has. Lexapro. That's his number one beef. <laughs> That's his I number one he, beef is Lexapro. That's, that's the relationship. And he, they need to make should, up yeah. expeditiously. That's the relationship I am excited for him to restore. Yeah. You know? And he said it. He said it himself. He said he'd be he's off his Lexapro. He'll and be I book. Yeah. But listen, you uh, a side effect Alexa, of not taking your Lexapro. But let me tell you, see. as a as a person who takes that shit every day, when I'm off it, I get it. I get yeah. where he's coming from. Cause you just be spinning. You don't know what the fuck's yeah. going on. I swear to God, I'd just be out here manic. I don't know yeah. what the fuck is going on. I would like to see you on Instagram <laughs> for, let's take it, let's just, let's just have you, I want to see how many beefs Mariah could cultivate. I you have no In one day on Instagram, idea. no Lexapro. You have no so idea. I just if I start withdrawal today, yeah. if I start withdrawal today, I promise you by next week I'll have zero friends. I promise you by next week. I'm running the account. I'll start the account. I'll ruin all of my relationships by next week. I started with John today. It takes nothing for me to be. When I'm off Lexpro, you don't even blink at me like too hard because I will take it as fucking threat. Okay. And we will, I will fucking snap. Like, so I get where he's coming from. Totally. Um, so I started watching Love is Blind season two. Okay, how is it? I haven't started it yet, so no spoilers. Okay, so I'm not, this isn't a spoiler or anything. Now, here's my thoughts about it. Because as we know, I'm a fan of trash television. I'm a fan of trash television. You know, the dating shows. I, I, I really do love all that shit because I think it's, it's self-aware enough to know how ridiculous it is and so it feels like they're in on it, you know, or at least the editors yeah. are in on it. Absolutely. And so the first season of Love is Blind, it felt a little endearing because of it, because it's mm. like everybody's in on how weird this is. Yeah. You know, and we're we're all very self-aware of how desperate we are. This new season, mm -hmm. it's so, it's like a train wreck. Mm. I have never, I swear to God, if I ever get as desperate as some of these people on season two, just take me out back and shoot me. Uh, well, uh, I ain't got <laughs> nothing else left. Because I've seen I ain't got of the else one. Left. I think it's the Indian guy who's oh, very particular. Oh, I fucking hate that guy. Yeah. I hate that guy so much. Oh. I want nothing but the worst for him. <laughs> you know what? I think a white woman deserves him. Uh, That's what I'll say about him. Yeah. 
I think a white woman deserves him. <laughs> I can't. Uh, <laughs> speechless. Um, the woman was too stunned to speak. Truly me right now. <laughs> the first season of a reality show, especially a dating one or yeah. something like that, is always, always going to just be the best. Yeah. To, when people start getting it, they start self-producing, mm-hmm. which is just like the worst thing. It just ruins the show. If you were so good at producing, you might be the producer. Mm-hmm. My other thing is, too, yeah. is the first season, nobody knows what's going to happen. By the second and third season, they absolutely know what's going to happen. And then they plan it out a bit too much. And then it becomes yeah. a lot more about self-promotion, where the first season, it's like, Yes, you can self-promote, but if you go on and you're like, I'm literally just here to promote my brand. I didn't know what the fuck I was getting into. That's like, right. we get it. But by like season 18 of The Bachelor, it's a little old. Mm-hmm. It's a little Like, you old. know. You know what you're coming here to do. Exactly. You know what the vibes are. Um, These people have horrible vibes. That's Oof. all I have to say about everybody else. Ugh. The vibes are atrocious. Do you think okay? anybody's going to like actually be able to find love this season? Or do you, do you think they had to cut no, that season I short? Actually, I, I'm not even going to lie. No. Really? No. Not one of the couples. And then tell me why. What pissed me off is they put... There's this one bitch. Oof. Oof. Her name is Danielle. I, this is not a spoiler. I swear to God. <laughs> the first 100 words she said on camera... 80 of them were about how she used to be fat. 80 of them were about how she used to be fat and about how she thinks people still judge her. I'm like, bitch, you're so skinny. And then they have the nerve to put these two, like, plus-size women on the show, in the confessional, and then neither of them ended up, you know, getting matched. So they didn't even end up as one of the main characters. And I'm like, so you drew us in with that, and then you just said, fuck you? You know what I mean? It's so sickening. Put me on one of these shows, Okay. (laughs) I had these niggas eating out of the palm of my hand. It would be so <laughs> yes. fucking funny. Yeah, I, I would have such a good time. I wonder how far I'd be able to get. I really wonder how far I'd be able to get. Because currently... I told you, we need to catfish the show. Yeah. And we need to get on it together. And we end <laughs> up together. Yes. And we'll be the first queer couple mm-hmm. on the show. Mm-hmm. And and then we'll have ha- live happy ever after. And I, you know, yeah. I down. really do think we should do it. And we should do it for clout. So, so at this, just to be clear, we are clout chasing, right? Understand. So at this point, we're all going to go on um, Judge Judy. Yes. And also on Love is Blind. Yes. So that's, that's our, that's our, um, as a, as an organization, those are our two main goals. Yes. We get on these shows, mm-hmm. we sue each other for some money. We promote the brand and we mm-hmm. leave, you know, yeah. and cause a mess while we're there. Okay. In the words of city girls, make them think you love them, take his money, then you dip on them. Exactly. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what about you guys? What are you watching? What's going on? How are you? I, hmm. this is where the trash comes in. So, actually, if you want a good reality TV show, Singles Inferno on Netflix first korean dating show of its kind and i love it because it's not sexually driven like at all they're very honest the conversations are very open and very good it's so much more boring than like the other ones but it's more of like a love is blind where sexual attraction isn't like the number one thing that they're going for on the show but it's more endearing than love is blind it was honestly really really cute and really fun i had a great time but season two sweet magnolias i am only gonna say this I've watched season one one too many times. Season two, 
honestly exceeded my expectations, but I also know what I'm getting into when I start a show like that. However, <laughs> I went through the Sweet Magnolias season two hashtag on Twitter after finishing the season to see, you know, people's feedback. And I was shocked to see how many black women specifically were tweeting about the show. Lyndon. Stacy Young, my mother, calls me often to tell me the entire plot. Because if I, correct me if I'm wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, there, there was a lot of time between season one and two? There was that... like an hour between season one and two. Okay, maybe that, that's but one like, of her other Netflix like, shows. But she like has called me and talked to me about Sweet Mag... She has yeah. called, told me about the show several times. <laughs> several, And her and my aunt, also a black woman, yep. will really, they, yeah, they love it. I don't know what it is. And, like, there's not that many black people on the show, but the ones Mm-mm. that are there, they show up and show out. Okay, they're eating. The acting is yes. phenomenal. Honestly, the acting on the show is not that bad. It's just the writing and, like, the cheesiness of it in total. But I cannot stop watching. And on Twitter, if you look at most of, like, the most popular tweets underneath that hashtag, all black women. I tweeted back to somebody's funny tweet. And all the likes since, it's been like, you know, six or seven, but all the likes since have all been other black women. And I'm like, what? did I not know this? Was I not a part of this book club that we apparently all started together? So Amazing. <laughs> Maybe you weren't. <laughs> no. Maybe you weren't. I've never seen the show. So um, personally, I don't know anything about that. That doesn't really sound like my type of show. But, you no, know, absolutely um, not. You sounds, sounds fun. Oh my Sounds god. Great. You would think it was absolutely ridiculous and some white tomfoolery, but it's good. <laughs> and I love white tomfoolery, you know? I've been rewatching yeah. Shameless. Um that and is some white tomfoolery. That is some white like when they call <laughs> when most people when most white people call themselves ghetto, I'm always like, hmm, what do you mean by that? But having watched Shameless, baby, they get ghetto. Yeah. Them yeah. white people is ghetto. Okay. Very. Very. <laughs> I ain't even that ghetto. Them white people is ghetto. Yeah. Okay. I know it smells crazy in there. Oh, I know it just smells like <laughs> any motherfucking thing in there. I know it smells crazy in there. <laughs> I know they be going to school and niggas don't want to sit next to them kids. <laughs> they smell wild. <laughs> it's not funny. It's it's poverty. It's like, really sad. Yeah. Yeah. but it's <laughs> it's ghetto. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been doing. What about you, Camille? Um, I'm super late to the party, but Mm. I just flew through sex education. Mm. It is spectacular. It is so, 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 so good. Like, I just didn't know. It's good on, like, every level. The content is fabulous. If I had a show like this as a teen, like, I was already very horny and pretty active, but it, yeah. I think it would yeah. I think yeah. it would have been very helpful to people who needed to figure some things out. Yes, um, the acting is just stunning on every. It's funny. It's just really good, and I kind of wish I could like start it all over and watch it again, which I can do because it is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just highly recommend to everybody. And they're quick little thirty minutes, which is always my favorite. Love that. Um, Mariah, have you seen it all ever? What did you say the name of the movie was again? Sex Education. Um, I have not, but I've heard right, that you everyone, would like, like, I think you would said, like. said, yeah, everyone says, like, oh, like, has said I would like that show, but I haven't, mm. no, I haven't seen it yet. But it's on yeah. the list. Yeah. Um, I've also really been enjoying a lot of the new, like, 30-minute sitcoms that are, I really, really like Grand Crew. Um, I haven't watched that one. What is I, that one about? 
Okay, so Grand Crew is NBC, and it's just like a group of black friends. Is that the one with Nicole Byer? Yes, it's one with Nicole Byer as a series regular. I've seen a couple clips. It looks hilarious. It's so funny. She's so good on it, but she also gets to like really act and have like colors and moments, which I really enjoy. But they're just a group of, it's like a really wholesome, really funny sitcom about a group of black friends. Nicole Byer (laughs) is in the group with her brother. Her brother, there's a character on there who's her brother. She's in a group? Like a... They're like a group of friends, like friends. Oh, I thought you meant like a singing group. (laughs) No, 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 no. Um, But like it's her and then her brother. um, And then there's like his his like two guy friends who are all close and they like get together at this wine bar Mm. all the time. And they just, it's just funny. It's just a really funny 30 minute sitcom. It's like the jokes are funny. It's like joke after joke. It's great. And it's black. Mm, Okay. And of course, Abbott elementary, like, I, (laughs) it goes without saying, goes without saying Abbott elementary. It's just, like she just is fucking killing it and it's like so amazing like how fucking philly it is but also also like just like oh my god cheryl lee ralph on this fucking show this is like such i think an amazing vehicle for her because haven't we all had a teacher like that with that exact haircut with that exact (laughs) fucking haircut those teachers are still in the schools today yeah that's Still, Dylan's mom is not teacher like to this day. See, but it's very—it's like this older woman teacher who has been there for a long time, and she is set in her ways. But also, yes. you might want to listen to her because she does know what it, she's she, talking about. She knows exactly what the fuck she's talking about. Um, Truly, it's, yeah, such a good every. But it's such a good. I think it's such a great vehicle for every single person on the show because a lot of them are people who like we know, but ha- yes. are kind of being reintroduced to, which is great. Yes. It's so much fun. Yes, and I really love that. And I love that yeah. Zach Fox is on the show. I think yeah. what an amazing role for him to be cast in. And I have definitely dated a Philly nigga just like Zach Fox. So of course. it's quite true to life. But yeah. now it's time to get into our main topics, everybody. So um, like I said earlier, um, we definitely had wanted to do this episode at the beginning of Black History Month, but we didn't get a chance to, but it was really important to us because we talk so much about like black movies and we talk so much about black women and we are three black women, but we feel like we don't ever talk enough about the black women, you know, um, off screen or behind the scenes or not not on the set. And um, we really wanted to, you know, just take an episode to really highlight the black women who are making, you know, all of this shit happen and making shit shake like behind the scenes in the film and television industry and give them their flowers. Because I mean, and when you think about it, like that's really who is defining a lot of what we're seeing on television and in movies right now is, is black women. Um, so I like just made like a little list, like so we all just have some notes here, but I just made a little list like offhand, like who could we name, you know, um and, and if you're listening to this and you don't know any of these people, um, you should. You should like look them up and look up their work because they're amazing. But so like offhand we just talked about like people we just said Ava Ava DuVernay. Everyone knows Ava DuVernay. 
um, you know, amazing black woman, director, dreads, hot. I love her. Um, Lena Waithe, you know, um, who <laughs> is from Chicago. <laughs> I was like, Lena Waithe wrote that really good episode of Master of None. She uh-huh. did. That was an so amazing good. episode yep. of yep. Master of None. And we've let um, her do several things since. D- and it's some, nice. Uh, quite, quite uh, many things. It's Cassie Lemons. Um, who we talked about um, in our Candyman episode. Um, Cassie Lemons was the black friend in Candyman. And then there's Nia DaCosta, who directed the... She was the black friend in Candyman. She was! It's just funny. I'm trying to make connections Definitely. here between things we've already talked about. There's Nia DaCosta, who actually directed the Candyman reboot and is directing the... Um, the second Captain Marvel movie. Now, I um, only know this because I Googled it and it came up on, it was like the first thing that came up when I Googled her name. Yeah. Um, I saw the first Captain Marvel movie. Y'all know I'm not a superhero girl, mm-hmm. but that shit was boring. It, so, yeah, it dragged. I am a little nervous that they're trying to set her up a little bit. Yeah, so I, I was know. like, what's, what's, what's T? Like, why she couldn't get like one of the exciting movies? Isn't there like a, like a, um, what's the one uh, Mahershala Ali is in? Marvel up to fail but Captain Marvel is also the first like superhero like woman led movie for Marvel of its time. Black Widow came after but because of the success of Black Widow I'm hoping that they don't send my fucking girl Carol Danvers to purgatory. I'm praying. Praying. Because it's Brie Larson right? Yeah. Who in case you didn't know is now doing NFTs unfortunately. Oh god. Who is We've lost her. We've lost her. Did you guys see that? Not to take us off topic, too off topic, but did you guys see that video of Megan Thee Stallion on the red carpet and someone tried to stop? Because you've seen her ads. She has ads for crypto and for NFTs because I think that's what Cash App is doing now. Um, But someone, she was like going and like, you know, a press person was trying to talk, like grabbed, not grabbed her, but was like, hey, Megan, like, can you tell us more about your NFTs? And she said, what? exactly what the fuck I would have said because get that check baby yeah, yeah. baby what I don't know what none of that shit is Listen, they just pay me to put my name on it checks are fat unfortunately but the whole system Clearly. I, since I understand it I have many many qualms with the system but I don't blame Megan oh, I don't yeah. I don't no mm-hmm. there even the funniest part I actually love her crypto commercial because there's a part in it where she goes even if you don't it's she says something to the effect of like if you don't understand what I'm saying, like, do it anyway. Which is just, like, horrible <laughs> right. advice. Right. Horrible like, horrible we were, way to spend your money. No, we were just talking about Megan on Where My Girl's At, our other podcast. Mm-hmm. And we were, like, just, it's so funny because she has this new partnership with Nike. And, like, she's doing all this, like, really amazing, like, workouts mm-hmm. on, like, their app. And then the next week she's promoting Cheetos. And it's like that's what we call balance. We love versatility. She contains multitudes. She contains multitudes. Bad bitches cannot be boxed in. Okay. Exactly. Um. But who else? Okay. Um. There's also Hannah Beachler, who we know is a production designer. Works on Beyonce's uh things famously worked on um black panther um and i think was like what was she the first black woman to ever win an oscar for production design 
I do not know the facts on that, but oh, work if um, she is. I, I feel like at some point, like, she won an award, um, and she also, like, works on, she doesn't just work on, like, um, you know, uh, like, movies or visual albums. Like, she was the production designer for On the Run and On the Run 2, and I believe also the Formation World Tour. So, like, Amber, Fabulous. like, Hannah Beachler is, like, the person behind the scenes making all of your favorite things look the way that they look and how fantastical these worlds look. It's because of her, like a black woman leading this team. Um, and then there's also like Ruth Carter, who I feel like we've talked about Ruth Carter, but not like talk about her like at length. But Ruth Carter is like legendary yes. when it comes to costume design. Like has been around forever and ever for longer than any of us have been alive. Costume designing for Every Everyone. Spike Lee movie. Every Spike Lee movie. <laughs> like, and didn't she just get an Black honorary Panther. Oscar? Black Panther, she was the um, uh, costume designer for. Oh, and that was how she got her Academy Award. It was for Black Panther. Yep. And she was the first Black woman to ever win an Academy Award for costume design, which to me seems crazy. Right. Because it, it feels like if any category we would win, it would be that one, yep. right? Yep. But mm. well, the fact of the matter is, any category we would win in like yeah. most categories if people were given the access That's true. to do these things. But you have like, I don't know. I just I'm personally feel like some of these costume designers we've used for over and over and over again. People who've been doing this for decades. Yeah. No ages or anything, but like with creative things like that, we need to be shifting and moving people. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people right. need to be stepping aside. Or bringing people in, like right. yeah, I'm tired of the same type of period piece winning costume design every single fucking year. Yeah, we get and it. I, Y'all love and, the 1400s fashion. Can we move on? Right, and I follow Shelby Ivy Christie or on Twitter, who's like you know a fashion historian or whatever, and she tweets about this a lot about how like all these like black period dramas too, like they're by white costume designers. Or, like, these black shows, like, they're they're supposed to be, like, really, really, like, black and their build is that. They have, like, white costume designers. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember once a bunch of people were tweeting about that Amazon show. I don't know the name of it, but it's one of those ones that's, like, really, it's supposed to be, like, the new Insecure, the new Girlfriends or something oh, like Harlem. that. Oh, Harlem? I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Or, or, no, 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 I'm sorry. It wasn't the Amazon one. It was the one on Starz. And I I don't know what that one one is. But I forget the name. I don't know the name of it. But everybody was talking about how, like, they were out in New York City. It was the wintertime. And they were going to the club. And they had coats with them. And I was like, coats? (laughs) Coats? You said they took in coats? Coats in the club? Listen, some clubs have coat check. But you're not wearing much underneath the coat. I'll tell you. You're not finna pay for coat check going to a club in New York City. Like, you for real finna leave that shit at home. All right. I, I listen. I love. Comfort. I would pick Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do the coat check personally, but it's only three. I leave it at home. Not the home never gets cold. You know, <laughs> uh, this hoe I'm, does. I'm a cold. This oh. the cold gets cold fright quite frequently. <laughs> I think it took me until like I could keep up the charade until like maybe second semester of freshman year. Like I, I was not going to be freezing my way to the party. I'm going to wear a sweater. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get high. I'm going to have a great fucking time. Yep. Yeah. And I'm still going to that when I when I realized that young boys and young men will 
sleep with anybody. Anybody. <laughs> Wearing any. I said, anybody. oh. That's but who true. am I doing this for? I don't exactly. like to be chilly. Exactly. That's true. Exactly. You're not wrong. Um, but they were like, but talking about like the discrepancy. Right. Or things that, the, like the very like small details that only black people would know and how these white costume designers are missing it. And then you have people like Ruth Carter who's like just a legend in this and is like, why isn't she doing this? You know, like why, why is she not doing all of this? Um, so she's another one on the list. And then there's Kim Kimball. Now, Kim Kimball has done every, Kim Kimball is, um, you know, a hair uh, stylist, but Kim Kimball has done everyone's hair. Yeah. And when I say everyone, I mean everyone. Okay, everyone. Beyonce, Nicki Minaj, all of your faves. Right now she's like hair of the, head hair de- head of the hair department on euphoria yep. and like you know that budget gotta be big because kim kimball gets paid okay remember she had that um that reality tv show on that um yes on, on vh1 that, on vh1 for a while i used to love that Same. show yes but kim kimball is truly like legendary in this game and i didn't write but it's like a lot of these like like hairstyles and like techniques and things that you're seeing like that have become so commonplace are are that way because of her you know and like things that she did and like came into like the industry and and changed and like made happen you know and so like I feel like it's like I don't know because and this is a problem too because people are always talking about how there aren't enough people who know how to do black hair in this industry and in general how people are just like how black women's hair is treated on set and i'm like where are the girls because i'll be seeing the girls on instagram yep fucking it up go to right, atlanta. i was just gonna say go to atlanta yeah. there's a plethora of women in atlanta right there <laughs> like i can pull up at least four people in my phone who could do right some black now. hair yeah. right for TV now. and it would be extremely high quality. You know who I would actually love to see getting more into doing um, hair for TV and movies? Mm. Shelby Swain, who fucking does oh Lizzo's hair. Oh my gosh, hair. she does Lizzo's hair. She is yes. incredible. Yeah. When she yeah. did the, when Lizzo had those long braids that one time mm-hmm. and she uploaded a video of her and all these girls, she said, we just did just all this. braiding the hair? Like she's incredible and super creative and she needs yeah. to be like getting mm-hmm. you know nominated for things yep. getting not getting nominated for things getting hired for things exactly like i mean i'm sure lizzo keeps her on like call yep. and, and oh, yeah has her, she's like, always on is, vacation is she's her everywhere a yeah fat check i'm sure because lizzo's hair stays the fuck late okay yep. and it do, it never misses mm-hmm. but like it's like people like that people like arrogant tay who does everybody's fucking hair. And I mean, when I say his shit looks like scalp, like that shit has come out of your scalp. Like, why Why can't Tyler Perry just hire him? He lives in Atlanta. Why can't Tyler Perry just hire Eric and Tay, do all the heads? You can pay for him out of your own pocket. Um, But yeah. So yeah, we definitely need more black women in there. Um, Now, Yvette Nicole Schur who is Beyonce's like longtime publicist, Destiny's Child publicist, Chloe and Halle's publicist, and has like been with Beyonce since like the beginning of their career and is so responsible for like really helping her craft her image, you know, of who Beyonce is today. And that's another like how many black women are in, you know, 
like this public relations like world that we have like and that we like I just like how many of them are visible in this world in the public relations sphere it actually grosses me out to think about white people being the like mouthpiece for famous black people like I want every black woman to have a black woman publicist yeah Yeah. everybody needs an Yvette everybody needs one of them because when you think about it a lot of them just have all these white people just saying writing all the speeches saying all the things for them and it just and like sometimes it's like you look stupid and you sound fucking stupid Mm -hmm. and it don't even sound like you Nope. And it also seems like these people don't give that much of a fuck about you or how you look as long as they get paid. Nope. But with people like Yvette, like you can tell she considers Beyonce family, mm-hmm. you know, and really cares. And also, who's Cardi B's publicist? What's her name? Princess, whatever the her na- whatever the hell that lady's name is, baby, booked and busy. Okay, whoever that black lady is, like she, because because a lot of what Cardi's image is and how she's been able to stay you know, navigating all these very high, you know, fashion A-list spaces and shit is because of the way her publicist has presented her to the world, you know? And her publicist is a black woman. Mm -hmm. So we need more of them in the world because some of these bitches truly need it, okay? Absolutely. Completely agree. Yeah. Um, And who's next on the list? Oh, of course. The one. The only. Issa Rae. Like... say that hasn't already been said what they just gave her the key to Inglewood today they did yeah just like in the, the show key. yeah and you know what that's called manifestation okay you manifest the life you want to lead and she fucking deserves that shit yeah. too yes. but like I, I i don't know like i think of like what television looks like today and everybody's like they want a show like insecure everybody wants to be Issa. yeah everybody mm-hmm. wants like that kind of power and, like, before she did it, did it really exist that much? Like, was it as commonplace as it is today? No. We're in a renaissance, I think. I feel like, of Black television shows. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it's directly related to the success of Insecure. It's related to that success, to Issa Rae. Like, I yeah. feel like we wouldn't have Abbott Elementary no. if it weren't for Issa Rae. We wouldn't have all these little, all these shows like Harlem or... Or all our girls, or even mm-hmm. P Valley and shit like yes. that. If it weren't for women like Issa Rae, if it weren't for Issa Rae, just like taking the shit into her own hands, yeah. and then also like she talks about all the time about networking across. Like I finally watched that like Insecure the End thing, and just nice. the sheer number of people who got their start just because she took a chance on them. Yeah. It's insane to me. People's careers have taken off because Issa was like, yeah, I see it in you. And maybe you don't have the experience yet, but I'm going to give it to you. And gives them the space. Like, the way she's put, I just like, it's 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 insane. The way she's put on for black businesses. The way her hair, her even her hair evolution in the fucking show. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Phenomenal. Her styling in the show. What is her stylist name in the show? I The costume stylist for Insecure, whose name is escaping me, but... I know she's like it's Shinoa Torini. Am I saying that right? But she's like a costume stylist, like a very famous costume stylist. Like I think who does she work with? You know, like oh yeah, so she was the costume stylist for uh Insecure. 
for all five seasons. I am 1000% um, pronouncing her name wrong, but that's, that's who she is. And she's done that for all five seasons. And the costuming just gets so much better on the show. Literally Every legendary. Like, I am speechless. I have no words. No words. None. Um, and then, who else? Okay, so then there's Julie Dash. Now, Julie Dash is, like, quite literally, like, a pioneer of Black women in, uh, I said, on, like, you know, behind the scenes in film. Like, she was really, once she was the Black, the first Black woman to direct a major motion picture that was, like, released everywhere. And it's crazy, because that was in the 90s. Like, how old was film at that point? Century? <laughs> like, a hundred fucking years old, and the first one was in the 90s? That's insane. And Beyonce used to cite, like, uh, like she cited, you know, Daughters of the Dust, Julie Dash's film, as an inspiration for Lemonade. And a lot of, like, Black women filmmakers actually have cited Julie Dash and her work as an inspiration for, like, their work. And it's just, it's amazing how small the world is and and it's crazy because you think we've made so much progress but like i mean the 90s was only like what 40 years ago it's all very recent so recent so crazy so i don't know who janzica bravo is oh Janica bravo yeah she's just directed zola and um she's the only black woman to have ever directed anything at a24 a production we, company that's actually, made over a hundred movies. Um, just throwing that out there. Uh, she's fabulous. I was a fan of her as an actor before mm-hmm. um, I knew her as a director. She's on this HBO show camping that I really enjoy. She's very mm-hmm. funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've just loved hearing, you know, from the perspective of like the real Zola and like just people who were involved with the film, just how taken care of they felt. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys saw Zola, but it was beautifully it was yeah. beautifully directed it really beautifully directed it's mm. very nice and quick i watched yeah. it like twice i went to the movies and i don't believe in going to the movies i went to the movies yeah. like Beautiful. twice in a week mm-hmm. to see it but it's the story is told really well and it really is directed gorgeously mm-hmm. yeah okay okay Jan- 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 what did you say janixa janixa Janixa. Yeah. that's actually quite better than what i was thinking <laughs> 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 what i was um and then there is erica alexander um and that of course is the erica alexander from um living single yeah maxine Um, shaw attorney at law oh my god maxine shaw attorney at law taught me feminism fashion everything that i needed to know everything that i know and love like there was never one before her there will never be another yes truly and they've tried they have tried to Mm -hmm. make other maxines and fail. Yep. You just can't. You just can't. Um, but yeah, so that's amazing. Um, and Maxine. Oh, and then there's Melina Matsukis, who, you know, I'm trying to remember was the first time I saw like work of hers that I was like, oh, that's her work. Beyonce and music think, videos for me. Honestly. Yeah. She's a music yeah, video girl first. Yes. Yeah. But for me, I feel like it was the um the Rihanna video, uh, We Found Love. Oh, my the smoke bombs god i loved that video i used to watch it so fuck i feel like she caught the spirit of like that 
coked out energy that Rihanna was giving off at the time so beautifully and so perfectly. I was like, damn, I just want to party with this bitch. And here it is, a black woman behind it. A black woman behind it. And then here's also Melina directing formation, directing, you know, all these amazing films or not films, music videos. All of Beyonce's best videos are Melina Matsuka. Mm-hmm. I believe in my heart and soul. It's not talked about very much, but the green light video is a masterpiece. Beyonce has truly mm. never looked Incredible. more stunning or sexy. And it is just, she's that sugar mama, like videos that we, from just like the B-Day era that ugh, yeah. just get me so excited. Yeah. No, so good. Melina loves color. She loves lighting people beautifully. Melina works on, worked on insecure was one of the executive producers. She also did that horrible movie, Queen and Slim. But I will say, the film was shot very beautifully. You can't say that about it. It wasn't ugly. I mean, listen. Yeah. Wasn't ugly. clock is right twice a day. A broken exactly. clock is right twice a day. And it was. And it was. And we already mentioned who I believe is yeah. the culprit of the Queen and yeah. Slim dilemma. Yeah. I don't think that's Melina's fault. <laughs> yeah. I... Listen, you do what you can with what you are given. And she did. Um, but yeah, I feel like even though that seemed like we spent a lot of time talking about it, that's really about it, about the black women I feel like I could name offhand, off screen, you know? Yeah. And there well, you know, we didn't Shonda and her and her oh, empire, Shonda Land. Um, who else? Who else? We got Shonda, we've got uh Michaela Cole. Yes. Oh my god, we didn't talk about Michaela Cole. Yeah, say what you want about Love and Hip Hop, but Mona Scott Young, the, there is no Cardi B without Mona. Listen, she built an empire Mona for Scott Young used to manage it. Missy Elliott. Lindsay, like, I have a very important question to ask you in regard to Mona Scott Young and one of her newest creations. I don't know if you guys have seen the promo for um, this thing where they're taking people from Love and Hip Hop to Africa to... What? Um, Find their roots. What? I have not seen Guys, the commercial <laughs> is offensive, but it is so funny. It's like they're going to take what? them. Not, so they're going to go to Africa. Then they did this photo shoot where they're wearing like African clothing. Oh, Then mm-hmm, they're learning. They're doing like an ancestry essentially. And they're learning where they come from. Um, they got some black ink crew folk there to give them tattoos shut the of fuck Africa. Up. Yes, shut yes. Up. It's called like wait, it's called like shut the fuck <laughs> it's like love and hip hop. <laughs> Lineage to legacy. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I literally stop everything I'm doing whenever the commercial comes on because there's a stunning shot of Papoose, like dressed <laughs> like a man from Africa. <laughs> and it's Not just Papoose. like it's very offensive. And then you got little Scrappy's mom being like, no. I knew I'm from some. She said, I knew I was from some. <laughs> no, not Mama D. Listen, yes, Mama D Mama is alone. Mama D is in Africa. Listen, yeah, well, let me just, not to interrupt us, but I needed to see who all is. Yeah, so who's all on the what? trip? I just. Love in hip hop. I, I listen, I understand wanting to connect to your ancestry. <laughs> I'm trying to connect more so to my Kenyan ancestry personally. But I just what? know the way that VH1 is going to go about this is going to be the completely incorrect way to go about it. Oh, every commercial I've seen is already super un- un- not okay. Oh, you got Yandy being like, wow, like I'm really from somewhere. 
Rich dollars. Oh, Everyone's no, here. Not, yes. Not rich rich dollars. Rich do- <laughs> they want rich dollars. Yes. Kelly, Carly trip? Red is coming. Carly, no. a, Carly actually said she thought she was from Trinidad, but she actually found out through this experience that she's from Nigeria. Okay, so. <laughs> Why are you thing to think how the fuck do you get that off you're not even on the same side (laughs) that's a big margin of error that's like thousands of miles (laughs) i'm sorry okay listen to each their own i'm i wish them well on this journey i'm just praying Praying that this is going to be terrible. You cannot pray for this. It's just the appropriation appropriation that they're about to do of specific tribes. This is going to start a. Oh, it's going to start problems. I like every time I see the commercial, I said, This, there's a shift. There's a shift coming. (laughs) And it's going to be because of this. They've hired an, they have hired a traditional African, whatever that means, so general, that's a whole Africa continent. They're so like, here's good. an African chef, and he's going to cook you, like, traditional food. Oh, and, and you know they're going to they've hired like these horrible in- shit about it. They've hired, like, African influencers who are like, congratulations, like, you did it. Get the best. You know? Yes, yeah, so they're learning. Get they're the learning that they... African oh, I'm so happy for them. Get I'm so happy for them. Way. I... I... Yeah. Mona Scott Young will be dealt with. <laughs> we'll have to deal with the higher. Only power. God can judge her. Uh, really, at this, point, at this point, all I can do is tune in. to legacy. I'm gonna that watch bitch it. Is never going and away. I will give you my feedback. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> she just keeps I'm gonna watch getting. It. It's like every day she wakes up and thinks, "How can I be more of a menace?" No, every than day she yesterday. wakes up and she says, "How close can I get to starting the diaspora wars?" How close can I be to officially starting the African diaspora war? She she might reach it. When does this drop? Very soon, because they keep showing the commercial nonstop. Non-stop. I can't wait to see Mama D in. Do they even say what country they're going to? Do you know how many let's countries see, there are? Let's see. They can't all be from one level. fucking country together. It's Come a two parter lineage legacy special. It's a special. Oh, yeah. so they've takes- already filmed it. Okay, so it says they take Remy Ma, Papu, Sandy, Rich Dollars, Tokyo. Yes, Tokyo! Yeah, Paris, okay, yes. <laughs> Paris, Phyllis, Carly Red, and Mama D on an ancestral journey. Forget. Wow, this is going to be really bad. Oh my God, uh, yeah. I can't wait to see I'm it. I'm going to watch it and I'm going to give my feedback. I'm going to watch it. I cannot wait to see it. And I'm going to give my feedback. I cannot wait to see this shit. Feedback. Yes. Yes. And, oh, and then you we can't forget the black ink crew people coming to give them tattoos to commemorate. And it's like, spirit. why are they included? Why? <laughs> it's not, why? not even a part of this franchise. My That's a whole is, different franchise. My question is, what tattoos? Like, they, there's tattoos. I think it's just like on the continent of Africa. And what do they know about traditional <laughs> African tattoos? These New York and Chicago ass <laughs> niggas? Are you out of your mind? There's no any white. Is it like 
please. They're going to go to jail over that. Like, you're not telling me. You're not telling me that they're not about to get into a fucking brawl oh, and end up in some African jail since we don't know what fucking country they're going to. Oh, yeah. They're going to accidentally some... start a tribal war. I can already feel it. They're oh. going to accidentally start a tribal war. When somewhere. these photos drop, I just saw a photo of a Remy Reminis Mackey dressed up like she's going to an African wedding. She looks ridiculous. That's not what she's supposed to. That's not hers. That's not hers to do. But that's the thing. It's like Africa's so It's just going to be so, so many different traditions that it's like. Like, what is the plan? To give them like a little, like a, a little, a little sampler? <laughs> I fucking Googled this. Oh yes. my God. I Why did I do that? I know. Why did I do that? I know, guys. Why did I do that? What is it? I've gotten us so off task, but I need it. Oh my Yes, lineage to legacy. It's like, apparently they have a family reunion show as well. What is going on? Oh, Mona had them working during the pandemic. Working. She sent them all on vacation together and said, give me some content. Vacation? Yes, they had a family reunion. You know, everyone did family reunion. Andy really wishes he was as bad of a bitch as Mona Scott Young, okay? I'm looking at you. You want to be that girl, but you're not. Oh my god. You're not. Oh my wow, god. Wow, this is gonna be so bad. Yeah. Oh my god. Wait. Same. Oh my god. Are you oh is it, it's god. giving photo? You're seeing a photo, R- aren't you? The one wow. for Rich is sending uh, the photo. Rich dollars? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Why would they bring Rich Dollars on this trip of all the people they could have brought? Okay. Remy looks like a Nigerian wow. auntie in a Nollywood movie, and I'm eating. This I'm looks horrible. It. I I I cannot believe this is real. <laughs> I'm really I sad can't. for Rich Dollars to learn that those cheater checks are not long. Oh my god. Oh this my is not god. real. It Ow. is. This? This is a real picture. <laughs> this picture of Why Rich Dollars. Why the fuck? Why <laughs> the fuck? And it's like, what? Wow. I- oh my god. <laughs> That's the picture. Mariah, look up. You have to see that. I know. Please take that that away. Please take that away. He looks like he's a second family in the village. (laughs) And one in the city. And they don't know about each other. (laughs) Two of my bitches in the club. And I know they... Why the the fuck is Yandy wearing this on her head? Yes, I do not understand. No, I'm zooming in. Can you see this? Why is she wearing this on her fucking head? Here's my thing. Oh, the, what the? Please tell us, then. This okay. Listen, obviously, I'm not the connoisseur of all the fucking Africa. Do you know how many fucking countries, let alone tribes, in each country there are? In Kenya specifically, we got over 55 tribes. Okay, there's so much Ooh. culture to be had, and Kenya's a small country in Africa. Put that into perspective. I'm looking at the things that they're wearing. Mind you, I'm on African TikTok. I've grown up a lot around a lot of Africans. In high school, the African kids and me, we all banded together. We all happen to live in the same neighborhood. You and are African also. Yes, Very I am important. African. Um, so there, all of the there, things I'm oh. looking at on my screen right now <laughs> look as though they're African adjacent. Now, I'm sure a couple of these things are like traditional garb from specific cultures. However, I also feel like whoever they worked with in Africa was like, Give them this. They won't know the difference. And they were right. <laughs> and they were absolutely See, right. Because what Africans will do is they'll get a check. They will get a check. If there's a will, there's and a And you right. know what? Am I mad at it? No. No. But somebody tweeted um, that Paris, Tonio, and Richie are all 
from Cameroon, and they're all distant cousins. Uh, how that happened? I don't know. How? Um. Anyway, mm. we gotta get back to the we gotta get back yes. to the topic at hand. Thank you, so, Mona Scott Young, for all of your contributions. <laughs> that was the point. That was the whole point of this. Um. And for those who don't know, Mona Scott Young used to manage Missy Elliott. Um. So back in the day, she had some sense. I don't know where it's gone, but at one point in time, she did have some. So, <laughs> okay. Um, so let's move on. So I put a bunch of highlights on here of like important work that like black women have done like off screen in the film industry. We don't have to go through it all. But some things that surprised me personally, as a person who is a lover of television and television that's been around for so fucking long since the 70s. What are we at now? How many years is that? I don't know math, but a lot of years. 50. Um, Amber Ruffin was the first black woman to ever write for a late night show. In 2014. 2014. They just don't give a fuck if we watch, do they, huh? They don't. 2014. And Robin Thede, did I say that right? Thede? Uh Thede? Thede. Thede. Robin Thede was the first black woman to be a head writer for the Larry Wilmore show. With Larry Wilmore, and for uh, in 2015, uh-huh. so the, the, a black woman had never been head writer of a of a late night show until 2015. Mm. Yeah, they don't give a fuck until about 2015, us. and a black lady sketch show was the first major network sketch show created by a black woman, which is crazy. And now look at the proof in the pudding. Exactly, exactly. And so then one of the biggest things that I wanted to talk about, and I'm glad that you guys put in exactly what I thought you were going to put in, is like what happens when you don't have black women working behind the scenes? Like what does the content look like? Listen, and what does it sound like? All I'm going to point y'all to is Kat Graham's wig in a Christmas drop. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, no. I've never seen that. You don't need to. You don't need to. I, oh, wait, I'm gonna look it up. I don't I'm even know how to lay a wig. I will be the first one to say I do not know how to lay a wig. But they gave my girl like a a straight hairline wig, and she got a widow's peak. Oh no, not in it. They couldn't even buzz that shit off. No, I was confused. I was confused. You said it's called a Christmas drop. Yep. I don't know. Oh, it's like Operation Christmas Drop or something. Operation Christmas Drop. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm looking up the pictures now. Painful, painful, painful. Even my white friend that doesn't know that much about wigs was like, "What's Gee, happening here? This is this girl. even a lace wig? Nope. Why does she just wear her Why does why she could just wear her real hair? Oh, they. Oh no, they did her dirty. That was upsetting to see. They did her <laughs> dirty. <laughs> and you didn't even watch the movie. Every scene, it kept Gee. getting worse. And then the hairline kept moving. Wait a minute. No, this is bad. I know. This she has the Stevie Wonder special. Oh. <laughs> the wig was so like a Ray J's hat in that one scene from Love and Hip Hop. It just kept shifting. Oh, it just keeps shifting every scene. And there's never there's never any continuity. No. Never any continuity. Mm-mm. Like with that one Tyler Perry movie, what's the latest piece of shit that he did? What was it called? Um... Damn, it was that one, the one that, he that did everybody was talking about. With the old lady yeah. and the young With the man. old lady, yeah. 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 The one in five days. Not acrimony. We talked about acrimony. No, piece yeah. of shit. But the wigs? The wigs. In that shit? Mm. That's another thing. 
Tyler Perry's wigs. Mm. <laughs> now, I don't know. <laughs> now, <laughs> I, I, uh, like, I wish I had the words. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of the words. I, the word that's coming to mind for me personally is rage. Because when I think about the Tyler Perry wigs, I'm always reminded that Medea's hair yeah, laid. is oh. pretty laid every time. Every and I really don't like know why. <laughs> she, The budget for Medea's wigs have been increasing. Mm-hmm. Just every time. Every just time. Just increasing. And every, it, it looks like you just like, fend for yourself, everybody. He literally said that. It was on the casting list. He didn't. I made that up. <laughs> but... <laughs> He might as well have. He might as well have. He probably did shit, honestly. He's like, I spent the wig budget, a majority of it on Medea's hair. I'm so sorry. Here's, so sorry. It was like, here's $50 for the rest of you to split. Split. <laughs> Literally. And they, they said, had to get what $3 wigs from Wish.com. And if they what don't get there for? by the time, bitch, you, y'all got to share wigs between scenes. Not wish. Okay, like. Not wish. Not wish. <laughs> they got Not the wigs from wish.com, bitch. And, <laughs> and it's shipping all the way from Cambodia. And you, <laughs> if we don't get it by the time we start shooting in two days, y'all bitches got it. Oh, well. Y'all out of luck. Oh, that's the problem. space between the scalp and the wig. Like, you can tell that there's an air bubble. Every single goddamn time. Sometimes it ain't even no part in that bitch. You just slap it on like a hat. And these... So I think maybe, I think what the issue is, is if he's making these movies in five five days, he's really not giving enough time for the wigs to ship or be made or whatever needs to happen. He's like, I wrote the play in two. He's like, I wrote the show in two. We start filming on day three. Like niggas, yeah. niggas on the line gotta stay on call because they might have they might have to all come in to set up and shoot and yeah. spike and do all this shit before and you we know ain't none of this shit union. We know well, ain't none of this shit union. He doesn't okay? like he's been yeah, he, he doesn't, doesn't like, like union. union. He's very famously Jeff Bezos about that. Oh my god, it's so bad. But the thing is, is this it doesn't even just happen on Tyler Perry Mm-mm. films. Like I just feel like on a lot of these shows, like they don't know how to dress black characters, especially fat black women. No. Like, baby, not a calf, if I see one more calf tan Ooh. in the year of our Lord 2022, it's, it's giving on a black woman. You just hate black women. Like, just say that. I don't understand right. why costume designers make it seem like it's so hard to dress like bigger black women when, like, I follow a bunch of people on TikTok that are doing their damn thing yep. for not yeah. even nearly as much of the budget as these corporations have. Make it make sense. And I think it's really important to note because I think a lot of times when these things get pointed out, there is a sector of the conversation that's like, well, why does she let them put her out like this or whatever? This this industry is not one that it is, it does not lend itself to being, it's not the kind of place where you can speak up or at least so recently you feel safe to. If you want to continue to work, you're Mm -hmm. really being told to be super agreeable, super polite. It's like, imagine your typical workplace where a black woman has to do all of that times like who knows a million it's just and then and then on top of that these people who are speaking out who are Uh they they're gabrielle unions Mm -hmm. and those people like what the fuck you gonna do say gabrielle union oh you'll never work in this town again right huh huh 
She will. It's not like average Joe on the street just going, hey, they really fucking up my wig. They really fucking up my makeup. Because they still going to tell you that shit today. Yep. If we being real. Mm-hmm. Keeping it 100. And then another thing, like the pay discrepancy. Oh. And like the horrible experiences on set that people have. Like you put in here, I don't know which one of you was they put in the notes about Gabrielle Union that when she was on Friends oh, for yeah. that She's period like, of time, remember? Talked about how she had a terrible experience, I think, with um somebody on like the production side of it versus and also I think she said that the other actors and actresses weren't as welcoming. No, I'm mixing up Gabrielle Union with the girl that played Aisha Tyler. On Boy Meets World. Oh, yes, yes. You're talking about, um, uh, what's Mm -hmm. her name? What's her name? She played Angela. I was her character. She played Angela. No, she's talked about how the only person that really stood up for her while filming was Sean, the guy that played Well, Sean. Yeah. And you know what? I knew I liked him for a reason. Exactly. (laughs) Love a black I knew I liked him for a reason. Infinity. But yeah, she's like, yeah, he's really the only guy that stuck up for me and was there for me during the filming of that. But Gabrielle Union has also talked about how she's had, like, terrible offhand comments said to her while she was on the set of Friends. Yeah. And, and, it was 2004. Do I believe it? 1,000% that shit happened. Hold on. I think somebody's on my door. Hold on. Don't get robbed. If we see something happen here, do we have to file police report? We gotta do something, but we need to be like make them don't let them know we're here. They can't come get us. But we gotta protect our girl for sure. Absolutely. Did I ever tell you one time how I went to a bodega with my friend because we were getting snacks? We were high before watching a movie together, and then some kid got abandoned, and we had to stand there until the police came. But luckily, the father came back before that happened. Not a code. Not a code, Adam. That's what they call (laughs) that. I, mean, I was what saying happened? how, like, oh, like, if something happens, like, do we have to file a police report to you, Mariah? And then I was saying how one time me and my friend, it was actually, we were preparing to watch Leprechaun Back to the Hood. And we oh went gosh. down to the bodega to get some snacks, since you were high, of course. And Her. while we were getting snacks, the guy behind the counter was like, is this your kid? And we were like, no. <laughs> and then they went to another couple near us. They were like, is this your kid? They are like, that's not our child. And then the kid was so young. He was, like, maybe three or four. That he couldn't mm-hmm. fully be like, oh, like, I live on this street at this mm-hmm. place. Da, da, da. So we, like, gave the kids some fucking candy. We were like, oh, shit, we're going to have to, like, buy You gave the child candy. We were at a bodega. We, like, You, a candy. stranger. Okay. It's All not, right. It's, it's actually so- not, like, it's not like, <laughs> the onus is not really on strangers to not give kids candy, if they're well-meaning. It's on the kid <laughs> to know that you're not supposed to take the candy from the stranger. Exactly. Okay. But. If that's how you see it. <laughs> but then the dad okay. comes back. The dad fucking comes back and it's like, oh, where are you? Sorry, I went to the wrong store to look for him. And we were like, so you've been to multiple locations without this And child. didn't know that he wasn't here? Ugh. Like, you just went, you just going all over the place and don't know that the kid is not with you? Now, we did leave my brother at Six Flags once. But oh. we, but we came back for him. So, <laughs> it, so, <laughs> so, I guess I get it. But we came back for him, like, really quick. So yeah. we, he, he, he was, he wasn't alone for long enough to be like super traumatized. <laughs> um, so <laughs> just regular, like at the gas just station, like, just, you know, just not exactly. super, just regular. <laughs> See, but, but you get it. You get it. Like sometimes you leave kids places. Kids sometimes get lost in the shuffle. Get yeah. lost in the shuffle. I got lost at Sesame Place. Lunch. I had to call my mom. You're doing a bunch of shit. And say, mom, you forgot something. 
She said, what? Oh, you yeah. said me. Yeah. You forgot me. My mom has forgotten me at the store plenty of times. <laughs> plenty of times. She, she'd just get in the car and leave. And then I'd be like, excuse me, um, I'm still here. <laughs> but where did you go? You told me you was going to smoke a cigarette. And now you gone? So, um. <laughs> me and my sister, we were fucking around in this, like, JCPenney or some shit. In between the racks, because you know they had the As circular racks at the time. Yes, yes, so you're yes, around. I know it well. I remember I stole her shoe or something, and then ran off, and then mm-hmm. over the loudspeaker after like 10, 15 minutes, you just hear, um, there's like a four-year-old girl at the front register, and she's missing a left shoe. And we were shouting <laughs> at my aunt, and my aunt was like, oh, that's such a shame, like, I hope the kid mm-hmm. finds her parents. Oh. And then I lifted up the left shoe in my hand, and when I say my aunt grabbed me, like, she has never grabbed me before and dragged Ooh, me. I know she was embarrassed. It wasn't even about the fact that you left your sister, it was about the fact that you embarrassed her. Like, they call it over the loudspeaker, and now they know black people in here ain't taking care of their kids, a, a little girl is missing a shoe. I know you got your ass whooped at home. I know you got towed the fuck up for that shit. <laughs> you embarrassed me in front of company in public in, in the JC Penny. Yes. You know how often niggas go to JC Penny? Nope. You really we tried were there it. All the time. We did. We were there all the time. <laughs> I you look who you're talking to. It's me and Camille. Camille's yeah. mother lives in Coles. Okay. <sighs> My grandmother, <laughs> we know department store as well. Very well. Too well. Too well. <laughs> Sometimes I still go in Macy's for nostalgia. You know? Oh. Like, this nigga Dylan will have me at Macy's. I don't know what. His, his, you know, his family had a little bit of money, so they was at Macy's. And I'm like, every time I'm like, oh, I'm looking for the stage. You know, they might have it at Macy's. I said, I actually don't know. I actually don't yeah. know that they might have that there. Yeah. I don't even be I've in never, there. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know what they sell up in that motherfucker. They sell like everything. It's, yeah. it's not for my demographic. Where I go when I want to buy cheap shit, I go to the Ross. Like a normal Exactly. Person. That's where the Negroes go. Ross. Like I person. love Ross, Ross so much. Yeah. Every time I go to Ross, I feel like I'm at home. Actually, it might have been Ross that we left her. Yeah, it was Ross. See, that's even more embarrassing because you <laughs> really be up in that motherfucker. And it's not big enough for you to be like 18, you know, aisles over. Like, you really should have got your shit rocked for that. I, I hope you did. I hate Ross. It's And it's it, my mom just had us up and running. I said I wanted a dress for the dance, and you know this is not what I meant. You know this is not what I meant. And like, I just can't. Like, I just can't. I get stressed out with like, I just want stores to be for the thing that they're for. Department stores stress me out. I don't want to buy my pants at the same place as my pots and pans, at the same place as my electronics, at the same place as my Ferrero Rocher. Like, I don't want all of these things from the same place. Do you like Ferrero Rocher? I do. Um, I don't go for, I don't, um, like, pick nuts on purpose ever, but I don't, I don't have an aversion to them. So I'll eat that if that's the chocolate that's available. I've always hated Ferrero Rocher. I like them. Mm. I, I like Ghirardelli's. I used to think it was candy for rich people because of the commercial. That's why I liked it. Back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> but I hate that shit now. Yeah. That's fair. Um, Yeah. <laughs> what were we talking about? Black um, women we in film. About, oh, we, <laughs> behind the scenes. Look, <laughs> legacy to Lydia. Not Lydia us being a part called. of the problem. Perry, getting sidetracked talking about a bunch of other shit. <laughs> but I think all in all, sorry, I took an edible. It's starting to kick in. Um, but I think all in all, my point is, is that 
I no, I really think that it's like so. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. I'm getting it. Yeah, that's what you think. Variety. You're wondering if it is. I just when I look at the landscape of television today or even film today and then we like sit here and we talk about all these like achievements that black women have made you know all the things that they have suffered all of like just like the the strides that they have made it's really them who are you know the reason for the season like the mm-hmm. television right now is 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 looking like what we you know what our lives looked like yeah. you know when we were young and and finally it's reflecting the way we grew up and i think that's in large part due to black women absolutely absolutely that's absolutely. all i had to say for me it's just the proof is in the pudding clearly you can see time and time again when black women are involved what needs to get done gets done and everybody's happy and you don't have that you get the wigs like in Tyler Perry movies. That's all I'm going to say. Well, I'm glad you said it because that's a great segue to what I was going to say about specifically with Black women. I think there is, I feel like Black women are more likely to bring in, you know, the Issa thing to like bring in other Black women, yeah. uplift them, give them access. Because the fact of the matter is there have been a lot of really important Black men in film who some of them have been great. Like Spike Lee hiring Ruthie Carter over and over and over again, like work. She is great at her job and like, that's awesome. But there are a lot of black men with a lot of power and access who it doesn't feel like it's their first instinct to, you know, hire a black woman. Exactly. Or to even hire other black men. Yes, that's true. That's true. And it's sad. It's sad to think about, but we, as we always say on this podcast and in life, they are the weakest link in our community. <laughs> These niggas cannot be trusted and they must be destroyed. Um, destroyed? Yeah, somehow. <laughs> this somehow, problem, you know. This version of them, for sure. You know, yeah, yeah. Should we um, start but, an alphabet podcast? Honestly, isn't this that? Is this not? You're right. Are we not alpha males? You're right. You're right. I don't think any of us would ever like like what? What? Yes, this is an alpha male podcast. Women, if you want to be strong, queen, don't let that nigga drive your car while you at work, okay? <laughs> what did that TikTok say? <laughs> what did that TikTok say when the guy was like, the Bible did not say that Adam dropped Eve off at work? <laughs> <laughs> you not an AKA nigga. Why you riding around with that lux? I got AKA plates. I'm so It's not your shit, nigga. <laughs> Go to hell. <laughs> God did not do put Eve through all that for you to be making niggas plates, okay? I have to say, I would He love can it. get his ass up. Literally. And make that plate. Yep. As a matter of fact, he need to make yours too. Mm-hmm. Yep. The fuck he gotta do. Absolutely. I've been loving the TikToks of the women, like, <laughs> after having a one night stand, being like, oh, he puts out, he's a slut, and then, like, running out of the house. <laughs> he is. A whore. You just gave it up on the first date, you whore. 
Oh, so you got that community penis. Understood. Yeah. Understood. He's Understood. a low value man. And <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't respect wow. himself. Dirty, dirty old shoe. He doesn't respect himself and he's bringing used penis to the relationship. Come exactly. on. He wants you to do what? Yep. He wants you to be chaste. He's not to be trusted. Mm-mm. Trust no niggas ever. <sighs> My dad, God rest his soul, <laughs> when text message signatures were a thing and I got my first cell no. phone. He had a text message signature that said, trust none. And I was so confused as an eight-year-old to be getting a text from my dad with the signature at the end of the That just says, trust none. I'm like, nigga, what you mean? Like, what did I do? Anyway. Anyway. Um, that is what that is that is what we have to say <laughs> that is that is our show if right. you made it all the way to this to this point and you've listened to us ramble about god knows what but i feel like if you are still listening to the show at this point you kind of expect that from us oh yeah like we are not three people that can stay on track Mm-mm. like it just never Mm-mm. but Thank you for listening, guys. This it's you're doing really well and we're really grateful. We have like so many new listeners and things like that on like older episodes, which is always really fun to hear and really fun to see because we put a lot of work into this and we really, really do care about, you know, black film and black women in film especially. So I'm actually you know, all jokes aside, really glad that we got to sit here and talk about these incredible women who've done so much important work for us to be able to even sit here and have this kind of podcast where we talk about these kinds of things, you know? And if any of them would ever happen to hear this and want to come on the show, we'd be happy to have you. Um, I'm still shooting my shot at Issa Rae every day. And I'm not gonna stop. So I, I might put, if I had billboard money, believe me. There would be a billboard saying hire us. Um, and we'll see you guys next time. We'll see you guys in March during Women's International Women's History Month. Hallelujah. And until then, you know, bye. <laughs> bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Does It Hold Up? Brought to you by Textured Air, a brand dedicated to celebrating Black girl culture, past, present, and future. If you like what you heard, please be sure to leave us a five-star review. It really does help. You can find us on social media at Textured Air. That's T-E-X-T-U-R-E-D-H-E-I-R on all platforms. And make sure you check out our other podcast, Where My Girl's At, and The Blacklist, and all of the other content we offer on our website, texturedair.com. Until next time.